Uh, spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers! Here there be spoilers and ye been warned. Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? You know what? Aside from the cedar pollen levels here in Austin, Texas being mm. higher than they've been in like, I don't know, a millennia and me nearly being dead all day, every day for like the last <laughs> week, I'm doing great. How are you, Bo? Uh, about the same. I've been kind of kicking some strep throat or something kind of crazy for the last couple of days, but uh, finally got some meds and glad to know that we're both on death's doorstep. That's that's great. That's yes. what you want. That if only exactly we had a granddaughter. Want. Well, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything before we give a spoiler <laughs> warning, <laughs> even though we're late to the game on this one. But of course, this is panel to screen uh, a podcast about movies, about comic books, uh, about comic book movies. And it's the most unnecessary thing on the internet. All that kind of great stuff. I forget. I, you know, it's been so long since we've done a panel discreet episode. And it's a I've, shame because there's a couple things that you know I've been wanting to do panel discreets on that I've I've finally been able to see. I missed them in theaters, and so you Joker. Know, yeah, Joker. Yes, Joker is one of those. Uh, yeah. I, I picked that up on digital not too long ago, and I'm I'd, I'd I'd like to talk to you about that movie. Yeah. Well, at, at some point, hopefully, uh, hopefully yes, and maybe. So, but that that's the thing, man. Of course, uh, we are broadcasting on the Flash TV Talk feed, and this podcast, this episode that we're doing right here, is made possible directly from our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash TV Talk. Uh, if you want to help to make sure you get some great content, even on weeks that we don't have the Flash, that's the way to do it. Patreon.com/slash TV Talk. All right. So, yes, we are going to be talking about the rise of Skywalkers. We're also going to be talking a little bit about like the franchise as a whole. And I, you know what? Uh, two things that need to be addressed, and I, I'll go ahead and get the first one out of the way. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers! Here there be spoilers, and ye been warned. That's the first thing. Okay, so there you go. The other thing is I like Star Wars. I, 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 you know, look, I, I am a fan of Star Wars and, you know, I don't, I, I've made a commitment in 2020 Bell that I'm not giving much energy to people I don't care about or don't know on the internet that don't like something that I like. And even for the people I do like, I'm not going to give the majority of them the time of day. If I like something, I don't care that you don't like it or you don't think I should like it. I'm going to like it. And I got a news for you, man. I'm going to say it right here and now. I liked Rise of Skywalker. Now, there's other things to talk about, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm tipping the bean can. I'm starting out right out the gate. I really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Thought it was a blast. I, I enjoyed it too. I, uh, I came out of the movie theater and I was like, you know what? I had fun in that movie. And honestly, after the last showing of, uh, you know, uh, The Last Jedi, that's all I was expecting with this. Mm, and, mm. but, and I, I, I want to say that first. I did enjoy the film. I did like it. It was entertaining. I wasn't bored like I was with the last one, but there's a lot of problems with it. Well, hang on. I think overall, I mean, we are on record as being positive on The Last Jedi. And I mean, it did have some, it drew out some moments in there. It was a little, uh, it's a very slow, slow chase across space. It was boring. So it did, it, no, I, look, man, it had, I, I still stand by the fact that Last Jedi had some of like the most epic moments in the franchise as a whole. Moments, yes, but like the, the, a, a string of moments uh, put into, you know, a two and a half hour movie does not a movie make. Uh, no, ask, no. ask Zack Snyder that one. Oh, wow. Mm. Snyderburn.com. 
<laughs> All right. So I will say this, man. Watching Rise of Skywalker did kind of make me not enjoy Last Jedi more. Or a little bit like I was not a Last Jedi hater, but I did walk out of Rise of Skywalker being real mad that Ryan made the decisions he made. Because ultimately, overall, the story arc that we got in the Rise of Skywalker, uh, picking up on the like the storylines that were kind of laid in the force awakens and lightly touched upon in the last Jedi. I think this is a really solid arc. I think where all of these characters end up is really, really solid. I think that Ray's journey, I'm, I was the guy bell that was just so adamant after the force awakens that she was going to be Luke's daughter. And I actually really love the way they told her story. I think it's such a great kind of flip on the, on the head there. And I think that, uh, you know, the fact that she's kind of an adopted Skywalker because, you know, the, of the ties that bind beyond that of <laughs> genetics and midichlorian, I think it's, I think it's great, man. I thought it was a great, great story. Love, uh, Ray Palpatine, AKA Ray Skywalker. So, um, yeah, it, I wish I could remember who I saw tweet this because I think it sums up this trilogy. I'm talking about the, the most recent trilogy, Star Wars trilogy, very succinctly and like perfectly summarizes everything. This is a movie trilogy that was made by someone who hated the previous film. Every, every film in this, I guess with the exception of, uh, the force awakens, uh, but, 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 uh, the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker were both made by people who hated the film that came before the one that they made. That's, that's, uh, that's how I feel it, that it comes across that way and whether or not it's true is another thing, but I cannot, I could definitely, I mean, like, I think it's fair to say that it comes across that way. I mean, like, you know, I, again, I still think the the last Jedi is a great movie. I, I think overall the trilogy, it feels disjointed and that's because it is disjointed for that exact reason. You don't want Ryan Johnson on your basketball team because if you pass to him, he's going to toss it to the other side of the uh, of the court and say, "You go get it." Right. So I mean, like, there's there's a there was a lack of teamwork and collaboration that was really needed to pull off a trilogy. Well, there's like a vision. I think. I think it. I think it was. A matter- I disagree with that. Well, I think that. I think that JJ had a lot. He had a vision, and we. I think we we kind of saw where it was going, but we lost our visionary midway through. And I think that, that, that's, that's why I'm saying there, there was no cohesive vision. JJ made the movie and said, here are these things I'm setting up, but there wasn't anything set in stone, right? Like, like Lucas had ideas about, uh, you know, star Wars empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Like when he wrote star Wars and he had the backstory for Anakin kind of fleshed out and all this sure, kind of stuff. So sure, he had sure, this sure. like huge overarching idea of what he wanted to do. Um, and you know, when he got the money from star Wars and they're like, make more movies, he's like, cool, I'm going to expand on these ideas. I think what we have here with this new trilogy was there wasn't, there wasn't anybody, there wasn't a Kevin Feige, right? Like sitting behind the scenes saying, this is what mm-hmm. we want to do. This is the arc that we want to try. We're, everything is going towards Thanos. Everything is going towards the infinity saga. Like that's what right. we're building up to. That we didn't have that here. We had JJ who said, I'm going to make a movie, I'm going to set all these seeds, and I'm going to do these things, and then we're going to leave it to the next person. And the next person just said, Well, I don't really care about doing that. That's not what I want to do. That's not the film that I want to make. Right. Uh, so I'm going to make something different. And and that's and that's fine. But I think the other issue is 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 not only was uh uh Rian Johnson saying, I didn't I don't want to make that kind of movie, uh, I don't think he was really trying to make a Star Wars movie per se. Because like well, I, I don't know that that's fair. I think he was trying. I think this this is part of what actually I love about Star Wars is that there's a lot of different lenses that you could see Star Wars through. And I think even just the reaction to The Force Awakens showcased a lot of different people kind of taking away different desires for where the trilogy was going to go. And, you know, if if there's a I think there's more than just a Johnson uh, vision and a Abrams vision. But I will say in terms of like, like my my 
my particular vision of what Star Wars is, can be, should be in terms of like the Skywalker saga, if you want to call it that, is much more in line with J.J. Abrams. However, I know several people, man, who who really are much more on kind of the uh, the Johnson, like, you know, uh, it, not everybody has to be a Skywalker, you know, any, any you know, this this little kid, he, he could be the hero next, you know next movie you know like so that yeah sure and and i get that i really do but like i don't think that that is at its core star wars like star wars i disagree i disagree it's it's different for different people man people that grew up with the prequels for them man, and and love those prequels like there's a very like specific uh uh you know i don't want to say the word boring because i'm not trying to hate here i actually i I really enjoy a lot about the prequels but by the way let me just say this real quick like people who are like saying that this movie or really any of the new uh, films in the in the newer franchise are like the worst Star Wars need to go back and rewatch Attack of the Clones, go back and rewatch Revenge of the Sith, which is debatably the best of the the prequel trilogy, and that is a tough movie to watch. <laughs> Bo, you know it why I like the sequel tough. trilogy? Why do you because like the sequel it's nothing like sand? <laughs> <laughs> it's cause it's rough, it gets everywhere no man look I, I think honestly i think if, if for my for my money in terms of like you know tril- well you know the 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 prequel trilogy the best film was actually phantom menace in terms of you know i think uh, uh a, a solid story good acting all around you know people hated on jar jar banks i don't hate on jar jar banks okay I don't hate on Jar Jar Banks. I hate the hate that Jar Jar Banks got because the yes. actor, yeah, like it, it's not the actor's fault, right? Well, it, like, I, it's yeah, well, if, and, it's and not. He got so much crap for that that like it ruined him. Yeah, and it I came out that, in a day and age where the internet was really finding its trolliness, and uh, and since then all the trolls don't exist. So no no uh, no actors on a Star Wars film has ever had to go through that again. Not true, <laughs> let me let me stop you there uh, yeah. if, if only if only yeah all right yeah. so but but you know in that one i think that uh that yeah i think phantom menace was a great great movie in this one man in this trilogy honestly overall if i look at the three films uh which one is my favorite it's by far the force awakens i love the force awakens i think i still think that's a fantastic movie uh yeah it's and, and it's and it's weird to me because like it's one of those where you know it's basically a not scene for scene remake but it's like you know concept I don't, for concept i don't remake. accept that i mean like yes How there, there not are, accept that it, it, there it are is, beats yes there are beats that are similar and, and but i think that that's not a bad thing like i'm not arguably like 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 normally like if you do it well it's it's not that bad of a thing right 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 right, right. it was one of those where in the theater i didn't think i'm just rewatching a new hope it was afterwards when i was looking at it i go huh you know what there is a a, a huge parody between uh, uh a new hope and the force awakens yeah and it's one of those that, like you know i i wasn't really i was i was uh so enthralled by the movie that i wasn't looking at that and wasn't seeing that and that wasn't distracting me from the film while I was watching it. It was one of those, you know, upon reflection where you go back and you look and you say, okay, yeah, okay. You know, it, it's pretty much beat for beat a new hope. Um, but they did it well. And so it wasn't, it wasn't bothersome to me. I saw it as a recalibration back to what many of us loved about star Wars, uh, pre prequels. And again, not bash on the prequels, love clone wars, love rub, like the animated stuff, a huge fan of. Uh, but what I'm saying is that it was a recalibration to kind of, recapture a lot of that that story structure that excitement the archetypes like all of that greatness and i think it did so flawlessly very very well last jedi came along and i think i you know i i even called um what was the casino planet 
Camino uh, Blight. Well, so I, I always call it the, the you know planet prequel because to me, like that all that entire story arc felt very prequel era. Which again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it was just it's an odd choice for when the storytelling and the concepts and and the you know kind of the grandiose nature of everything that's going on. Uh, kind of becomes more about like, you know, this one particular planet that doesn't have to do with kind of the main, the larger galactic war. And I mean, yes, you know, arguably that, that it does kind of, but not in relation to the actual main story that's going on. So it's just weird. I actually have no problem. I I wish this is what I wish. I I remember walking out of the last Jedi bell and thinking, I, I really wish this wasn't a trilogy because I feel like we need at least two more movies to really kind of tie back up what was set up in the force awakens since this movie chose not to do that. Yeah. And so I feel like episode, like, like taking the rise of Skywalker, the concepts here, the stories here and cramming them into one movie. If I have a critique, it's that they should have actually been like, you know what? Bump the whole trilogy thing. We're going to spread like, let's do episode nine and let's do episode 10. Ended on let, 10, you know, just, yeah. Why not? Why, 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 why? Yeah. It, it makes, it makes total sense to do that. Uh, and I kind of wish they had because I loved the reveal that she's a Palpatine, but I wish she could have like sat in a movie with that reality. I love that Leia was training her. I know that we have, you know, I, you know, obviously we lost Carrie. So, I mean, like, I know there's not much they can do there, but with, uh, you know, there's a way to narratively potentially tell that story that she's being trained by Leia over the course of a movie. I mean, how much was Yoda actually in empire? A, a lot, a lot. He was, he was in there a lot. Yeah. He was in there a lot. But, but the training montage was, was very, you know, so I'm just saying that, that there's definitely enough content in this movie to stretch over two films. And I wish they had been bold enough to actually stretch it over two films. Yeah. And, and I want to go back to what you're talking about with Camino Blight and, uh, that, that, cause that, that's the point I want to make about how I don't think Rian Johnson really understands star Wars, uh, is because the, the point he was making with that whole scene is, is like, is a very, you know, political point about, uh, really you know it, it's it's a um war profiteering animal cruelty yeah, it, it's a it's yeah. a theme it's a theme that's present in in like our universe and it, and it is a topic that's worth discussing and and you know film's a place to do that but like it for me in star wars it's it's like it, there's good and there's evil and good fights evil but that's what i'm saying that's where it's very prequel era you know what i mean like the senate debating on uh trade reform you know what i mean like this like that's why to me that all felt very much kind of like a prequel era uh element of telling star wars which is star wars i guess that's what i'm trying to say it, it may they, not be the lens that you prefer to see star wars in but it's not like it hasn't been done before and it's not like it's not part of the canon because it absolutely is that, that's that's not what i'm talking about though because like like even with the senate stuff and all those kinds of things in the in the politics and the negotiations and all that kind of you know there's still that idea of good versus evil and and like you know the the bureaucracies and whatnot that they have in there they were clearly aligned you know factions and things like that and uh i i feel like you know and and, and again that was you know those were made uh you know in wartime as well with the second iraq war and so that's kind of you know the the, the frame around that and then we have sure. rian coming in with you know afghanistan and um you know you say rian is it rian and not ryan because i thought it was ryan I, I i say ryan rian i don't know i don't oh. know I, I, I switch back and forth. I'll probably, you know what? Here's a fun Han game. and Han. He's yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Take a shot every time I switch between Rian and Ryan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. It, it just, it, it, it feels like a, a step backwards, right? Because like, yes, in, in the prequels, sure. They were filmed afterwards, but they took place beforehand. And uh, the universe that 
the original trilogy was set up was a good versus evil thing. And then in the prequels that were filmed after, but took place before there was more of this muddied water kind of thing until the emperor took power. And then it was a, you know, fight of good versus evil kind of thing. Uh, and, um, with the first order there. And we don't really talk about any, any of the new Republic or any of that kind of stuff. We're not even focusing on that at all. It feels like with the first order and the resistance, there's another good versus evil battle, but then they muddy it. Uh, Ryan muddies it with the whole, you know, Oh, there's all these rich people in the galaxy who sell weapons to both sides and, and war profiteering is a horrible thing and, and animal cruelty and all these kinds of things. Yes, you're absolutely right. Rian. I, I agree with you. Um, but, I don't but see again. This is where I mean, like you're not, you're not. Uh, this is very prequel era stuff. Like the whole concept of uh, the the trade federation, not the trade federation, but the um, the Confederacy versus the Republic, and they're literally both the same. With like one person profiteering at the at the base, or actually the Sith in general. So I mean, like, no, no, Palpatine was was pulling the ropes behind like both sides of that. That's of that's that what war. I'm trying to say. Like, so that argument of you know, see, it's not always you know the, who's right, who's wrong. There's still you know, but there's there's the one big bad pulling all the strings, right? And sure. then in uh, uh, Last Jedi on the you know Camino Blight, it was like you know the it was the the aristocracy. It wasn't it wasn't the big bad. Who was, you know, playing well, both right. sides. It so was, I'll, I'll say this too, because I am looking at this through the lens of not just the movies. I'm also, did you did you watch the Clone Wars at all? I See, like that's the thing. is When I talk about the movies, I like to talk about the movies. I don't like to, to throw in other things. See, uh, when I, I, I've got to, man, because like Star Wars, like this is the thing. I see Star Wars very broadly. I don't see it now as just the movies. I, I mean, and I mean, like, look, we haven't even talked about the Mandalorian yet, but. And the, yeah, that that's, that's, that's. There, I have a lot of points about the Mandalorian that I want to make uh, that are that are relevant to this right here. Yeah. Well, should, like, we, should we put a spoiler warning for Mandalorian if uh, uh, since that's probably going to come into play here? We, we need to do a panel to screen on Mandalorian. Honestly, we probably do. But but just just in case there may be spoilers for the Mandalorian as part of this discussion, that doesn't mean we won't talk about it later. We're I will try to keep it as spoiler free as possible. But yes, be warned, there may be spoilers for Mandalorian. The way that the Mandalorian is doing the work of pulling in animated storylines and bringing them to a higher... I mean, they were already canon because the the animation is, is part of canon at this point, but bring them to a higher level of canon. The fact that we're getting the Darksaber, the fact that we're getting... Um, uh, uh, even uh, even when they were in one of the cantinas, uh, there's a there's a Lothcat, which is from Star Wars Rebels. Um, I have a very, very strong feeling we will be seeing some characters that have only ever been animated in live action in season two. So I, you know, there, the Mandalorian is doing something that I think a lot of us wanted rise of Skywalker did this as well. They paid homage in this movie. And this is part of what I love about rise of Skywalker. They pay, they paid homage to so much outside of just the movies, that entire sequence at the beginning, bell, did you ever ride star tours? Oh gosh, when I was like six or seven, maybe. Man, this was Star Tours. When he was like hyperspace jumping, I was like, they are doing Star Tours right now. This is literally the Star Tours experience. But that's you—you you can't you can't light space skip like that. Yes, you can. No, one Han, thing. Han Solo was all about you know you got to plot the course because you don't want to bounce too close to a supernova and then you'll find yourself you know having a really bad day. Like I, two that, things. One, one, one. That was then. This is now. A lot of things has tra- transpired in terms of technology. The other, no, three things. The other thing is yes, you can. It's been done. That's what Star Tours was, and you did it all the time. It was super dangerous, but it still happened. It was kind of like, whew, I can't believe we survived that. Three, if anybody can do it. Poe freaking Dameron can do it. <laughs> so I it should have. Well, Han Solo's dead, but 
I don't know. It, it, I, I I didn't really like that that opening sequence. I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I, I, I loved it because I loved because it again so much. again like I I like to look at all the movies as the movies and I like to look at all the EU as the EU sure. and yeah you know well, no, this, it's not EU anymore that's that's the difference though like this is in in current the way that things are structured post buyout and as you recall Bell there was like the EU purge you remember this yeah 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 but I still refer to everything that's not the movies as the EU <sighs> All right, you can that's do, just you that's can, just that's that's my that's my you know I, I know that's not how it is it's all it's all like the the original EU is legends and this stuff is, is all still canon the the stuff that was made in there was canon sure but like just in in the context of like the way I enjoy the movies is I enjoy the movies as the movies because that's the thing is I don't want to have to go into a movie and have to watch 47 hours of all the other Star Wars stuff to understand. Get to Bell. Get to. <laughs> not have to. Well, get right, to get watch Forty Seven. Right, hours. And, and like that's the thing. Like I, I started watching Rebels recently, and I'm enjoying it. Like I've watched oh, the first, man. you know, a couple yeah. episodes of that. It's it's uh, it's it's fun. And but like I don't, you know, uh, like that was one thing. The Mandalorian. Like I I I, I heard about a dark saber. Like I knew kind of what it was. I had to go and read like a bunch of Wikipedia entries to really get the significance of it. Because you had well, but again, so but we just we just had Endgame, man. Right, which paid off kind of like two hardcore fans who've been following along and i mean like all right so dark saber is a good good uh, example yes if you if you did not watch rebels or if you never watched clone wars uh or sp- those specific episodes of clone wars you might not know what the dark saber is or you likely just do not know what the dark saber is it doesn't take away from the cool factor of you know Im- imperial remnant dude busting out something that's, that but you've that's all it before. is if you don't have the context that this is like a mandalorian the leader of the mandalorian's weapon and the fact that the main character is a mandalorian like there's a lot of like cool significance there but if you don't have that context all it is is just rule of cool it's like oh he's got a dark lightsaber no that's they'll cool. explore it they if you don't think they're gonna and no, they're, they're going definitely to gonna they're explore going to that. but what i'm saying that scene when he pops out with the dark saber that that's rule of cool if you don't get the context and so like if you haven't watched all the other stuff it's 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 just that guy's got a black lightsaber. That's really it's neat. It's Santa Bell. They'll talk. I mean, like you saw, what is that? And then season cut, then you kind of expect that they'll explain it next season. So it's just a, <gasps> but for those that actually know the history of it, then it means even more, which I, that's the way that I kind of like things. But here's, here's the thing. Rise of Skywalker. Not only did they tie in other media with, uh, uh, with the star tours, uh, hyperspace jumping. They also tied in other media with, um, with the voices, uh, of all the Jedi past. And we got, Jedi from the Clone Wars era. We got Jedi from the cartoon. Uh, we had Ahsoka Tano, uh, who's honestly just one of my favorite Star Wars characters. She's not even in the movies up until Rise of Skywalker, essentially. Um, and I guess this kind of pseudo confirms <laughs> that she's dead. But no, uh, I just, I, I, there, there's a tweet that I saw. You're talking about all the Jedi voices and stuff, and like it was listing like every Jedi and what they said. And then at the bottom was the Jedi guy who had the really like long, tall head, and he says, "What if the droid attacks on the Wookiees?" <laughs> Yeah, because uh, that was like oh. his only line in in, <laughs> in the third one, and so I just I thought that was hilarious. Um, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. I I love that they were able to kind of tie that in. Even the concept of kind of the Sith cultist and and the way they brought back Palpatine. Again, I wish we had more time to explore that concept. Because I, I think, yeah, it would have been neat to have a, the end of the, quote, second movie have been the reveal that Palpatine's alive, as yes. opposed to the beginning of this one going, oh, the yes. dead speak, Palpatine's alive. Like, what? Exactly. Because, like, like, you know, Rian, I, I mixed them. I did Ryan and Rian. Uh, <laughs> Johnson, <laughs> let's just do that. That works. Uh, Johnson didn't... Uh, 
didn't touch on that at all. And so it's just this big kind of, you know, you, you had the end of, of the last one and then the beginning of this one. It was like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's all this stuff that that happened. And I, I we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it here during this movie. But don't don't worry. You didn't you didn't need to know anything before that because yeah. I didn't have a you know, second and right, third right. movie to we've, we've, I mean, I, I feel like we've put it the right, the last Jedi Ryan Johnson, lack of contribution in, into context. I think the main thing about that though, is that you have to look at what this movie is doing with what little support it had going into it. Uh, and I'm actually shocked that it did everything that it did. I think that it deserved two movies. I wish it had just from a story structure and uh, also just a, just pure enjoyment, but there's a lot, a lot more going on here. For one thing, 3PO actually had a character arc. I don't think 3PO has been treated this respectfully as a character since the original trilogy. Yes, and I I, I loved what they did with him until they undid it. Oh, you wanted him to like actually have his memory totally gone? I, well, I, like, what's the point of having like this 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 noble uh, thing that he does for the, it's just be undone at the end? Uh, I didn't mind it. That, that I mean, like, you know, it, I, I hear cheapened, what you're saying. It cheapened it for me. Like, there was such a great moment. Like, you know, all these, <laughs> it's it, it's hilarious to me that, like, that that's C-3PO's character. It's like, all these people always trash on him constantly. They're like, right, I, you know, right. shut the professor up. Like, don't tell me the odds. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. But he's still, you know, and, and they do kind of care about him, right? Like, you know, Han's like, come on, Goldenrod. Like, they're waiting for him. And, you know, like, you know it, but there's all these kind of things there. And they, they, they treat him poorly, but he still considers them friends. And for him to say that, you know, and it kind of shows them like, hey, maybe we've been treating this guy kind of bad. He's sacrificing yeah. himself for us. And we've all we've done is just, you know, been a jerk to him. They never really explore that angle of it. And they also just undo it at the end. And so it just felt cheap and meaningless to me at, at like, at, while it was happening, I was like, this is cool. This is a bold move. And then at the end when they're like, no, R2 restored his memory. Everything's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I hear you. I, I didn't bother me. I, I just like, I love the fact that he actually had an arc. Um, yeah. Like the, I said, the fact that they actually gave him an arc was pretty neat. Well, just overall, I remember about midway through, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like they're actually three PO is actually a character. Like when was the last time he was a character and not a caricature? Like, I mean, it has to be the original trilogy. And I mean, this is, they, they did a fantastic job with that. I really, I really loved what they did with three PO. Um, I'm sorry that you didn't like that where it landed. I, I loved the idea that the yeah, like a quadruple Sith, backflip and then they like, you know, didn't stick the landing for me. Right. I, I feel, I love the concept that the original Sith language is forbidden. And so therefore like, that's why they have to kind of hack him in order to get it. Written. I think that's <laughs> which, a, which brings up a really interesting question in my mind is that, okay, the original Sith language is forbidden. Didn't Anakin program him? And like, was Anakin like, I guess I'm not going to program the Sith language or did he get like a secondhand protocol droid memory? I think that's, program? that's been, I don't know if that's canonical, but I think I, that is what I always assume. I don't think that like a little boy out in touch scene was like, you know, programming a British Butler. You know what I mean? Like, I think he, he found the brain units of a protocol droid and kind of built, built a around chassis it. around it yeah okay. yeah like a hot rod type situation um a golden be- rod <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh yeah, so Poe Dameron, like I said, uh, the the ever incredible uh, pilot, fantastic character, um, had kind of a crammed, rushed love story that I, I thought was a little unnecessary given the amount of things they needed to accomplish in this movie and the amount of time they had to do it. Yeah, I, oh gosh, I can't remember her character name. I can't even remember her name either, which is yeah. another, like another reason why I didn't feel it was necessary. And I guess they're trying to add dimension to Poe's character through the the uh, the relationship with this you know former uh, spice dealer because he never really got an arc in previous movies. Well, that's because he was supposed to die in the first one. I know, but I love that they kept him around. I just 
wish they had done more with them. And that's true of all these characters. Yeah, honestly. but they didn't do any. They didn't do many favors in uh, uh, the Last Jedi either. Well, that's what I'm saying. But all right, so so we got we got Poe uh, ever ever fantastic. Uh, Finn, you know, from the beginning, I've been waiting for a moment for Finn. Like it, it, I, you could just see his character arc moving in a direction where he leads, like. A, a, like a team or an army of re, like rebel stormtroopers or something like that. But I wish we had more time to really dive into that. I feel like they didn't give more exploratory uh, elements into his character dealing with that. It was more of like, Oh wait, y'all used to be stormtroopers. I didn't know there was other defectors. Let's go to war. And it was just yeah. real, real quick. And I wish that we could have done some more there and maybe even see them like kind of like reclaim, redeem the armor a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, I, I kind of wanted to see uh, to see more of, of a of a dive into like because it's so so Finn Finn you know rejects I guess his programming and then immediately starts killing other stormtroopers and so I would have liked there to have been you know something I don't, I don't know it, it just felt kind of weird for him to be like I saw the wrongness in this and if I can do it maybe other people can kind of thing, but like he didn't pause to even think about that at all as he's trying to escape. He's just killing everybody. Right. Like, so I, I feel like it, it could have been uh, nice to sort of uh, go into that a little bit and have them say, you know, yeah, there are, there, there are this many of us. We, we didn't kill uh, the civilians and um, you know, nobody like I, something about, I don't know the programming breaking or something like that, because otherwise when you have former stormtroopers killing stormtroopers, it what if what if the guy that he just killed could have been another another resistance fighter given i mean well i mean that's like like that's the nature of any civil war well right but but it, it's it's you know again it goes back to in the original trilogy it was good versus evil stormtroopers were bad uh. right and now we have a good stormtrooper and when you have a good stormtrooper it raises questions where can there be other good stormtroopers when i kill a stormtrooper now am i killing a potential ally uh it's 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 just it just muddies the water of star wars I disagree. I loved the concept and I really, like I said, I really wish there could have been more exploring into no, it. No. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I like the idea of Finn being a redeemed stormtrooper, but you gotta, you gotta make it so that you're not murdering other potential allies. Like is Finn the only one clearly well, no. not because we had more, yeah. but like, so if there are more and all the stormtroopers that they've killed, like all the people on, uh, 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 uh star killer base, like how many you, of those you were getting super nitpicky, man. We we had a we had a policy. This was going to be no hate on this I, I, one. Again, as I stated, I liked the movie, but these these are these are questions that I feel are important. I disagree because I like I hear what you're saying, but I mean that's the nature of any war. I mean anybody could technically like be convinced to switch to your side. So I mean from that standpoint, that's just an odd criticism. I don't I don't accept that one, man. I can't I can't I can't go with you there. And I like the idea of there being kind of a rebellious stormtrooper. I always, uh, or like a, like, you know, uh, a defected stormtrooper, but there's so much about kind of the stormtrooper program. You know, you mentioned that he rejected his programming. Uh, obviously these guys were kids and not like clones that actually had biological programming. 
But you mean like it was like psychological conditioning? Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah, like you know they don't they never really talk about the stormtroopers in the original trilogy. They're just there, yeah. right? It's it's not until we get into the EU stuff where they explain where you know some of them were clones and as the clones died off, they had normal people recruiting. But like you know they don't go into that into the movie, so it's 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 not it, it wasn't a point of contention for me. But when they go into it in this movie, talking about how they were taken as children and programmed from birth to be you know loyal citizens of of the first order, um, you know that's that's where I kind of have that when, when you're going to explain it like that, then I think you need to explain it in such a way that you don't make it seem like Finn's just, you know, killing these people that could potentially do the same thing he did. All right, let's talk about the leader of the defectors. Um, so I got so many texts afterwards from people like, Hey, was she, was Lando creeping on her or is he supposed to be her father? <laughs> I, I kind of got the, maybe he's her dad thing. I got too, the, he's her dad theme too, but I think it's an odd choice. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's where I felt they were going with it. But like, you know, with Lando being Lando, you never know. Yeah. Lando's going to Lando. What are you going to do? Lando's going to Lando. <laughs> what do you think about having Lando back? Uh, I th- you know, I thought it was cool. Like, you know, they didn't bring him back in the in uh, the Force Awakens, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting because I I would have liked to have seen. Ideally, I would have liked to have seen a closeout of the original characters, and then you mm-hmm. go with the rest of the trilogy with the new characters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sort of complete their stories, give them an ending, and then continue the continue the rest of the trilogy with these new characters that you've made. Or if you're not going to do that, then have them you know uh, have them around the whole time. Maybe I don't I don't know I don't know. But you know yeah, it was just fun to see Lando. Lando's back, yay! Yeah, I, I thought he was used to to you know great effects. Um, you know I love I love kind of the notion that. <laughs> Like, you know, they put out the call at the end of The Last Jedi and nobody showed up. Then Lando puts out the call and then everybody shows up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, party at Lando's. Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's get everything. Everything. Every ship we've ever had. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, and, and they don't they don't go into that either. It's like, why did nobody answer until Lando came back? Because it's Lando. Man. Lando's going to Lando. What you talking about, man? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, of course, that was, you know, the, the big battle sequence at the end. Uh, tons of ships. Did you, did you happen to catch any uh, that stood out to you? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I know there was like a couple quote EU, my, my EU, the way I refer to right, it, uh, right. ships in there. Um, I, but the like, ghost yeah. from rebels is very kind of, uh, I thought uh, I, I thought I saw that one. Um, I want to say, although I never have spotted it, although whenever they get a chance, they always throw it in. Um, what was it? The outrider from, uh, Dash Rendar shadows. Dash Rendar ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that wasn't that wasn't uh, canonized. That was no, that's out. not true. Uh, well, so yeah, Shadows of the Empire has not yet been canonized. However, um, the Outrider does appear in Phantom Menace. Does it? Uh, unless I'm thinking of the remake of A New Hope. One way or the other, I know that it's been in one of the films. I'm pretty sure it's in Phantom Menace, but it may have been in the uh, the re-release of A New Hope. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I like that. The ship's there. <laughs> and I think that like, I think shadows, the empire, you know, when I, when I think back to the solo film, which again, I really enjoyed, uh, th- the one thing that I really do wish that, that I think could have changed the trajectory of the entire way they've been doing these, uh, standoff films is if instead of mall at the end, it was going to be Shizor, uh, from, from shadows, of the empire, 
I think I that would have potentially set up some excitement for. You know, I, 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 I like I would have I would have loved that. <clears throat> I would have loved that as a fan of Shadows of the Empire. But again, I think Maul was the right choice there because Maul is a movie villain. She's or is an EU villain. And uh, you you uh, and you're like, keep your EU over there. Don't get your no, EU it's, in my it's, movies. It's because nobody knows who she's or is except for fans like people. Who've so seen you establish Star Wars. him in the movie and you can re redo it. I mean, OK, I, I, I don't want to spoil this for you, but how much do you know about Rebels? Like where that storyline is going to go? I, I I don't know how he comes back. I know he does, and then not, I know what, not him per se. But do you know other villains that appear in in Rebels? I know uh, Thrawn does. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where I wanted to go with this. So Thrawn uh, Thrawn's interpretation as reimagined is very different from his original EU interpretation. But when he showed up, people who knew of the character were hugely stoked, even though they had to like relearn who this character was. I think it can be done, and I think you will find when you get there be done very very well i'm looking forward to you finishing rebels man i, I want to hear what you think because i think i really do think you're gonna enjoy it yeah I, I i've heard good stuff about it i think i will yeah all right uh ben ben solo uh so uh, he uh i overall i think that, that kylo ren is a fantastic villain for this trilogy i love a lot of his aesthetic i love the fact that he reforged the helmet, I always thought. I actually, you know, what? I I love the opportunity to give the helmet a little bit of a unique look with the um, uh, what is it, the Japanese? Uh, oh art? oh um, like the the reforging. Yeah, they, they use like gold to like remake. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember Kumagame. Maybe is it is it Kumagame? It looks awesome on that helmet. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. Uh, but, I'm gonna look that up right quick. All right, so we do get in this movie, and I thought I I thought this was beautiful with the way that they brought Han back. Now, here's my question to you, Bill. Do you think that was actually Han, or do you think that was Leia kind of projecting Han to him? Like, like, well, okay, well, there's there's two questions on that, right? Because it, it it's either, does Han go into the force like, you know, Luke and Leia and Yoda and all them do? Or I don't think he does. Or is, or is it just like, can only Jedi do that, but like once you die, you're in the force, but you can't manifest yourself. And so, but maybe Leia could pull him from the force and project him. Interesting. Like she in that moment, because she's dying and or dead. I mean, arguably she's dead, but she doesn't become one with the force until her body disappears. Therefore, she's a bridge between the living and the dead. And maybe she is providing like opening that door for Han to come through. If, if you take the mindset that, you know, non-jedis can can exist beyond beyond the death or something like that kintsugi that's what it's called oh kintsugi yeah uh yeah no i i yeah that that's that's what i'm not sure of and i don't know if it was maybe i I think in you know because because that's kind of you know because leia dies and she doesn't go into the force for a while until after that scene um yeah, I mean, I think that was a very specific decision, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, 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 there's something she's not done yet, and that that was that was kind of interesting. Uh, I thought it was beautiful because I, I really knew I knew she was going to fade into the force, and when she died and she didn't, I was kind of like, huh, what's going on? And then when she did that after that, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like there's one more thing she had to do. She she couldn't she couldn't leave and go into the force until she had redeemed her son, right? Because she knew right. that there was good still in him, and she knew that that was the only way to do it. And so maybe maybe like. Uh, uh yeah i i feel like that's probably what happened was is, is leia's influence is what brought uh either projected han into his mind or something like that so much I, so that's the thing too like i for for what was a terrible situation 
I mean, it's just terrible to lose Carrie one way or the other, but, but especially in the midst of making these films and to have Leia as such a critical component, um, of all, of all, all three films of all three films, but, but especially in this one, I, I'm super impressed with what they were able to pull off. Um, I wish obviously that we could have had more, uh, in developing that relationship, but with the footage they had access to and the way they did things, I, I was, I was pretty impressed. And I actually love the way that they used her in that moment to save, uh, to save Ben, to to turn him, because that was really a, a you know that, again set up in in the Force Awakens that you know Han and Leia kind of see this as that you know despite all of their victories, despite all of their failures, you know their inability to reach their son is just this this kind of crushing thing that that has still you know held over them but at the end the solo family is redeemed and and perhaps even reunited if yeah. if you kind of you know uh if, if you believe believe that 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 sort of thing is possible um i and yeah you know it, it was it was very sad to lose carrie and i have to say that when uh she died in the movie and you see uh chewie's reaction mm. i got choked up real bad yeah me too yes yes yeah, because like you know, it was kind of one of those things where like I think had Carrie Fisher still been alive, it wouldn't have been as emotional a moment uh, for me. But uh, since she had died, and just to see Chewie's reaction was kind of like you know, I feel like you know every Star that Wars was, reaction. What a fantastic! Carrie Fisher actually died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like what what a fantastic uh, performance right there. Because I mean, you think about it, Chewie has lost Han. He has essentially lost Ben. He's now like literally his entire family is dead. You know what I mean? Like I, I was explaining this to my wife on the way home. I was like, it's like if all of us die, if, if, if our dog was self-aware and all of us died and like the last one died right there, like, so I've been like, Chewie has been through some stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. oh man, speaking of which, we thought he died there for like five seconds. Oh, uh, that was dumb. They, they shouldn't have done that. That was, uh, well, like the, the, that's, that's like the worst trope is the whole oh he's dead but he's really not dead and I, I wasn't a huge fan of it either but at the same time i was like well when it was happening i was like could have been worse could have been dropping a moon on him <laughs> honestly I'd, I'd rather i'd rather i'd rather see chewy like shoulder press a moon until it crushes him as like the rebels yeah. escape than have you know him be killed in a forced tug of war I I didn't quite think that that's what happened, mostly because I knew immediately they, that wouldn't what happened. I mean, come on. Well, not yeah, kill Chewie like that. It's not even just they won't kill Chewie like that. I don't think that they would let Kylo kill Chewie like that without having some kind of reaction to it. Well, you know that's because I mean? Kylo knew. Like, yeah, and that was another tell too. Is that like Kylo knew he went on that ship? Exactly. Exactly. And so I that was kind of that was kind of my my thing there. But I was at at the same time it was kind of iffy and when he showed back up I was quite happy to see him alive. Yeah. So they they certainly got me with that trope. Uh I love the way that her powers manifested in that. Um as she was tapping closer and closer into the dark side. I think there's so much more story potential with Ray, with Finn, with Poe, uh even with Kylo and I'm hoping that the newer trilogy gets the treatment that the prequel trilogy did, because I still argue that these movies are far superior with no disrespect to the prequels. They're far superior to the prequel films uh, on an individual basis. The prequel films had a much more cohesive uh, story throughout from that standpoint. But in terms of like, like the characters that we get, the development that they've had in uh, even, even the in their acting, little, the acting is the phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, well, the writing has been, you know what? No, you know what? I think the writing is great in a, 
in a vacuum. <laughs> what, <laughs> like, the, the writing of, of the prequel trilogy or the, of the no, new it, trilogy? Of the new trilogy is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like overall, I mean, I think the, the, the sequel trilogy is far superior to the prequel trilogy. So I'm hoping that the sequel trilogy gets the same love and attention through uh, cartoons, through, you know, additional material to really explore a lot of the concepts that were laid out here. I understand what your frustration is, Bell, in terms of, you know, you like to see the movies as the movies and you like to keep things separate. And I, I have a feeling that if that was my mindset as well, I probably would not have enjoyed Rise of Skywalker as much as I did enjoy it. But to me, I look at Star Wars as a much massive franchise. And as much as I would have liked to see these concepts explored in two movies, I'm hoping, especially because with folks like Dave Filoni behind the scenes, there is opportunity to dive deeper into some of these aspects and really tell some great stories. Uh, with these characters. So I'm hopeful we'll see what the future of Ray Skywalker is and uh, Finn and Poe and, and the gang uh, down the line, I hope. And um, yeah, but, but until then, man, we got Mandalorian. It, it's, I, it, I, it's a great time to be a star Wars fan. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I really like about the Mandalorian that uh, I kind of wish they had a lot more of when they were planning this, this new sequel trilogy was, you know, John Favreau not only went back to the original source, Star Wars material, like the original trilogy, he went back to George Lucas's inspiration. That's exactly right. Favreau and, and Filoni, I think between the two of them have the potential to be kind of a Kevin Feige esque presence of the franchise. And I think they're proving that right now with, and it desperately needs it. Yeah. So, so we'll see what ends up happening. Um, man, we, we got, I, can we talk really quick, like just just briefly about the Mandalorian as part of this? This is just going to end up being like a can we talk about Star Wars parentheses, the rise of Skywalker, the last <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's gonna it's just going to end up being everything. So yeah. can we let, let's just get a little bit of Mandalorian talk yet? You finished it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what'd you think? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was great. Uh, I it, it felt more like Star Wars to me than anything that's come out since. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I dare to say the original trilogy. Hmm. It just, spoke to you because it was touching those Western elements. Yeah, like like the the Western elements, the 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 samurai elements, Lone Wolf and Child. You know, it was oh, like yeah. you know, yeah. like all, all of those, all like the, the the Kurogawa influence was there, the Western influence was there. Uh, all of those, all of George Lucas's original in, influences were, were were present there, and then they're put in this Star Wars context, which is you know how Lucas made the original trilogy. It was like a space Western, you know, yeah. uh, and, and well, a hero's journey. Man. Mixed with war films, but yeah, 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 yeah. A, a space western mixed with war films, mixed with uh, mixed with Japanese samurai films, uh, you know, mixed with like you know Greek hero tragedies or, or uh, heroes journeys and things like like classic heroes journeys, uh, all that kind of stuff, and like that's that's Star Wars to me. Yeah, and all right. oh yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, and I, I, just, I was just gonna say like that's Star Wars to me, and I I, I think they did a great job uh, encapsulating that in the Man- in the Mandalorian. Man, I have been loving the exploration into kind of the Mandalorian lore and the really kind of the Manda expansion lore. <laughs> hey yes. yes. Um, I've been digging it like hardcore. I love the way they've set up like Mandalorianism essentially as like a religion. I love the way that they're touching on the relationship between Mandalorian and Jedi. It took me off at first. Uh, it took me a little bit back at first that. Uh, the Mandalorian himself is so unaware of his own like history in terms of like, you know, the Jedi as kind of the enemies. But, and, but I love that they tied that back in at the very last where like the, uh, 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 the, the weaponsmith is basically kind of the running armor. him down. Yeah. The armor is, is talking about how, how awesome was her fight by the way at the end. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that was, was pretty incredible. Cool. But when she was talking about like, you know, they used to be an enemy and, 
And, you know, even the way they're talking about the Jedi, you get the sense that I don't know if she knows one imagine she does, but, but he does certainly kind of walks away with that thinking that perhaps the Jedi are just all little green, you know, Yoda's like not, not, you know, connecting that Jedi is more of a, you know, a way like Mandalorianism rather than like a race. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very curious to see that explored. Here's the other fascinating thing. And I, w- I, I, the, the Darksaber was spoiled for me. I saw an image of it on YouTube. I'm so mad about that before I was able to see the episode. Uh, but at the same time, I was still able to enjoy it. The Darksaber, Bell, as you will learn more about. Uh, actually, do you want me to, to say this? or I, I guess you've already read all this stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I read a bunch of stuff about it. What I love about it is that it is this unique item that both the Jedi and the Mandalorian feel they have a right to. Right? Like, it is... You know, it, it's like Israel, right? It's it's like uh, uh, you know the the, uh, the this the kind of holy artifact, if you will, that two different religions feel they have a claim towards, um, because the 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 creator of it was a Mandalorian who became a Jedi, and so he has kind of like this uh, uh, this representation of these two different kind of warring faiths, if you will. Now we have the child of a Jedi, a Jedi child who has now been accepted into Mandalorianism essentially, and is now part of, uh, their, their guild, their clan, their tribe. What, what was it? Uh, the, the Mudhorns. the Mudhorns. That's right. So I, I think this is really fascinating that they're exploring this element of Jedi and Mandalorianism. And it sounds like that's going to be even more so next season. I can't wait for next season. Now I am, really really bummed and i understand it but i'm really really bummed that we lost uh 88 yeah and uh quill or not 88 ig 66 ig 11 i have 11 that's the one yeah yeah he was pretty cool uh but i think i think i think he went out uh in a a good way i think i think they gave him an end that was uh it was beautiful it was appropriate yeah yeah i mean and what a such a quill quill's the one who got punked like he got just you know yeah all of his all of his sacrifice for nothing like he got you know he he, he just wanted he just wanted that retirement bell they they, they should have had a scene of him lying there on the sand going like i was two days from retirement (laughs) (laughs) i worked my whole life for this yeah Uh, or like just when i thought i was out they pulled me back (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that that was the the most disappointing kind of death there i mean you know it it was uh but it was was real yeah, it was very real. It was very tragic, and it was very sad. But like, mm. it just it it, they, it felt like they you know gave him the short end of the stick there. But but again, you're right. It was it was very real how it how it happened. How how many layers of hell do you think Jason Sudeikis is going to have to burn through for punching Baby Yoda? Oh man, like he's never going to work in Hollywood again. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we need to cancel Jason Sudeikis. He he punched Baby Yoda. So oh yeah, I mean you know he's he's effectively canceled. How how dare he? Um, I, I saw a uh, it was a, it was a tweet saying like if you start watching the last episode of Mandalorian at a certain time, uh, Jason Sudeikis will hit Baby Yoda right at midnight. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That is awful. Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious, but awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did love their exchange and the the inability to hit anything. It's great. Um, uh, Moff Gideon, uh, you know, obviously um, Gideon, a name that that clearly has biblical implications. Uh, however, you know, being Flash fans. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I couldn't help but think, wait, Gideon <laughs> <laughs> got out of the future room. Wait, he was Gideon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, next season in Flash, Gideon. Barry, voice what did is- you do to this timeline? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Oh yeah, how crazy would that be if next season that like you know uh, his uh, Barry's little in ear Gideon thing is actually voiced by the guy who plays Gideon in Mandalorian? Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um, I, I I loved him. I thought he made a, a great threat. Um, man, Carl Weathers, man, perfect. What's Love the that Carl. He's he's back in the game. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fantastic, man. I I, think, I, I couldn't help but see him like sitting, you know, as, as a as a like a bureaucrat for the uh for the bounty hunters guild, like Arnold Schwarzenegger coming in. He's like, "What's the matter? Guild got you pushing too many pencils." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think the worst. I you know, Carl Weathers. Uh, you know, his stint on Arrested Development. Did you ever see that? Uh, I did not. They really paint him as kind of like this, you know, pseudo sad sack version of himself that that hasn't been working in a while. And so he's like <laughs> teaching other actors and he's saving his bones from when he goes out to eat and after other people pay for it so he can make soup out of the bones. And it's just <laughs> Oh, I saw a clip of that where he's like, You wanna throw away that bone? There's a lot of good meat on that bone. <laughs> exactly. So I'm glad to see start, like Carl Weathers like, you know, like I'm I was hoping he would survive. I was really glad at the end of it he actually survived. So yeah. Looking forward to him next uh, next season. And yeah, man, Mandalorian season two. I think it's going to be fantastic. Can't wait to see where it all goes, uh, to see how it's all uh, it's all connected, man. It's great stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Those are our thoughts on Rise of Skywalker. Bell, Rise of Skywalker, out of five, what are you going to give it? Uh, again, I let the movie theater entertained. I thought it was fun. Uh, I had a lot of issues with you know some of the decisions and stuff that they made. But overall, I'd say I'd give it a 3.5. Yeah, ah, mm. yeah, probably about a three point five for me as well. Even though I hate doing the point fives, but yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. It's just five I, point scales hard. I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. Yes, my, absolutely. Me too. My disappointment is that I wanted like it to be stretched out into more movies, which is a weird disappointment, right? Like, yeah, it's not like I hate this and I don't want this. It's like, no, I love this so much. I want. I wish you would have given me. It just didn't more. feel like it fit you know like i feel like you know like you said like if if we just took the last jedi out and stretched the rise of skywalker into two films i think you keep the last jedi because i again i do it it didn't do the franchise it didn't do the trilogy any favors which is why i think you keep it but then you take the concepts here and explore them over the course of two more films you end on 10 that's what they should have done yeah that's if we were doing the rose colored retrospective and the one thing you would fit i would say split this over two movies so. yeah all right well good deal well there you go we want to hear y'all's thoughts especially if you enjoyed it uh you can send those thoughts to me if you didn't like it as much you can send those to bell <laughs> that's where we landed uh and we'd love to hear your thoughts hey next week uh the crisis is coming to a close uh we will be doing something very different sort of we'll be doing kind of a live stream live watch party uh do we agree the facebook right we're gonna do it over facebook uh yeah i think so uh can we get two cameras on facebook is that figure something out well, to, well all right, so the, the here's the game plan the game uh, what we could do actually bell this is what we should do how about you take the first ep- episode and i take the second episode yeah, then, yeah that works yes yeah, so that's what we'll do uh so yeah if you head over to facebook.com slash flash tv talk while you're watching uh the the two episodes of crisis central time we're on the central time frame uh bell will take that first hour and basically you could just have it up and you could listen to him comment as he's watching it as you're watching it and then over the uh commercials you'll get kind of some hot takes from uh from uh him and then for the second hour i'll take that one and uh same type of deal so invite us into your watching experience and uh and yeah join us and um it's taking the crisis house party and spreading it out to houses all over america (laughs) uh without the actual you know 
the crisis that actually occurred. On right, right. We want to avoid that crisis again. Yeah, Mike is doing excellent, I should say, and a big shout out to him for helping make this episode happen. And shouts out to all of you for helping to make this episode happen. If you want to help make these happen, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk. Get some great stuff for doing so. Be part of our Discord through that as well. Uh, we'd love to have you keep the conversation going there. Uh, you can follow at uh, Flash TV Talk on Twitter. You can follow at the real. Bo York is me at ring that bell is bell. I spell my name B-E-A-U. He spells his name B-E-A-L-L. We make it complicated because that's the way our parents made us. And until next time, guys, may the force be with you. Bro.